Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. And it's another episode of Open Bar Talk Podcast, uh, the dopest bartending interview podcast in these streets. I'm very excited. Have a really special guest on. I'm so pumped. Uh, Y'all are going to love him, and I'm going to introduce him in just a second. Uh, Before I do that, I want to tell you where you can find our show, openbartalk at gmail.com. Hit me up there. Uh, Open Bar Talk on Instagram and all the social media outlets, Open Bar Talk. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe to the show. Uh, Anywhere where you find podcasts, uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, underneath the car, wherever the fuck you get your podcast. That's where you find us. Of course, rate, review, and subscribe. Give five stars. Do all that stuff. You know, it's important that you do that. It helps the algorithm, the metrics, all that good stuff. So, who am I? I am Jim Search. Uh, you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. I make it super easy for you. Uh, I post jokes and shit like that. So, you know, you want to find that uh, in these internet streets. But without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest for this episode. I'm very pumped to uh, have him on. Been trying to get this guy on for a while. And finally, today is the day. Such a sweet, amazing human being and a bartender extraordinaire. Mikey Carboni, how are you, sir? What's going on? I'm good, Jim. Hey, how are you, man? Thank you for having me on your show. Really, of course, thank you. of course, man. You know, I mean, like, like I said, we were trying to do, uh, we were trying to get you on uh, a while ago, and you know what? We the stars have aligned. We said, "Fuck it, your story needs to be told, and is going to be told today." And uh, yeah, I'm just really pumped, uh, pumped to see your face, man. You're a righteous human being. It's gonna be like a, it's just gonna be a fun conversation, man. Like that's why I love doing the show. I get to interview my friends and they get to tell me the fun shit that they do and the crazy shit that they've seen from behind the bar. And yes, they've seen plenty of crazy shit. Yes. What? As a bartender, <laughs> usually usually people are pretty even keel when they are drunk. I can't imagine that we'll have some uh, oh, yeah. total 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 good decisions made, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's uh, well, you know, let's get into it, man. Um, let's talk about it. How did you, how did you get into bartending? Talk about what, what I got was... into bartending. Well, well, I've worked in four different bars. I've worked in fat baby, which okay. was a bar in the lower East side. That was the first job that I got. And then I worked at the old stand, the new stand. And I also worked at a place called cornerstone tavern, but fat okay. baby, I'll start with that. Cause I want to tell you about all four of these places. Cause they're all very different. Even the two stands. And you know this, cause you were, I, I have been, I have been to, <laughs> believe it or not. I've been to three of those four places. I've been to fat been baby, to fat baby. Of course. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Fat yes. Baby. Rest in peace. It's no longer open, but yep. just, just like you, every time I mention fat baby, somebody is just like, Oh yeah, I know Fat Baby. <laughs> I uh, there are some there are some uh, fuzzy mental blurred Polaroids of my time, uh, the times I've been to Fat Baby. I can yeah, like every picture you see, everybody's just blasted out of their mind in like a dark basement, purple yeah. purple wallpaper. <laughs> I'll I'll say this: it'd be a very interesting place to bring a first date. 
I'll say oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I it, literally the first date I had with Emily, my, you know, my current girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the first date we had, well, our first kiss was on the roof of, of Fat Baby. Yeah. Ah, romance, yeah, romantic. There were there were pl- a lot of firsts. I've had like my first blowjob in a walk-in freezer. <laughs> there were there were my my first uh, time hosting a comedy show on ketamine. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, were, there were, but Fat Baby. The way I got Fat Baby because that's how what you asked me is how I got into bartending. I got into yeah. bartending because so um, I didn't have any bar experience, but I was a, a busboy at a restaurant, and I was um, doing a play with a person that worked in this restaurant. She was a server, and okay. she hooked me up, and I, I, I did this play with this girl Veronica, and then Veronica, she got me the job at Fat Baby because she was a cocktail server there. Okay. And and I remember I my parents owned a Quiznos. I'm from Miami, and okay. my parents had a quiz, Quiznos back in Miami. And I got really fast with my hands by doing that, and sure, that was kind of sure. like how, how I paid like my or, or how I like paid my rent through like graduating college and all that stuff. I did Quiznos until I got into the bar industry. So yeah. I already had fast hands, and I remember my first day there. Um, I had just come off a shift. Because I was already, I already had a job at the time, working as a, a, a manager at a vegan uh, cafe at a yoga school in Union Square. It's called Jivamukti. Yeah, and uh, that is the most. <laughs> that is the most gentrified experience, dude. It was the worst. It was the worst. Just the Holy cuntiest shit. white bitches just coming in, being like, "Yeah, your 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 food is terrible and the service is slow." And honestly, I'd be like, "Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna have a burger." <laughs> after this like i hated it man i hated it and you know i and you're it, right this is a bad place you're right it, it, you know yeah yeah and i and honestly like i just i wanted so badly more than anything to like have fun at work right. and 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 i told my friend veronica this and she's like fuck this yoga place come work at fat baby i'll hook you up as a bar back and i'm like i've never done that before she's like nobody that gets their first bar back job has done it before it doesn't work that way and she's like trust me it's fun working here come here so i went there and dude they threw me to the fucking fire like uh, i go in and it's sardines like at, at like 10 30 sardines crammed into a dungeon like all you see you remember it's the fat baby pink pink lights the letters outside the door and then a big wooden dungeon door and you open that thing and they, the the big ass security te- team the team of security they close that door and you're just locked into like a, you you step into another universe it's like a vortex it's like complete like the lights the dj's up top and everybody's cramped and like you know how how you have like the the smell sense memory is sure, the most yeah, powerful yeah. one yep. the smell when i remember fat baby is dead rat like i, I literally smelled dead like so it, it's just the grimiest place but everybody wanted to be there. It was oh, the yeah. weirdest thing. And we were open till four and everybody knew that shit got even crazier late at night. So mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, my first day is totally sink and swim. I get behind the bar and I remember all, all I could muster up to do was just, I'm a neat, like I, I when I'm at work, I'm a neat freak. 
Like I, yeah. I have to clean everything. And this place was so fucking filthy. So <laughs> I, I went in there and that's all I had on my head. I'm, I'm just like, and my hands just started moving, like making those, those little sandwiches. You know what I mean? Right, and, right, right, right. And, and I remember, um, the, 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 the manager comes over he's, and he talks to Veronica whispers and then Veronica comes over. He's like, Oh, he says, he says, you're really fast. He, he likes you. So, oh, okay. And, and then, and then it was a done deal. But what actually, I, I forgot a crucial part of what actually got me in the door in the first place, just to have that interview that like Lyle liked me. And that, that's what, that was the manager. It was Lyle. Right. And, um, and, and Rachel was the, the assistant manager. Rachel was, uh, another person that worked at Fat Baby. But Rachel's, Rachel had a birthday party and Veronica hosted it. This is before I, I, I went in for this first day at Fat Baby, right before okay. it. Um, and in that party, I remember I sat next to Rachel, total stranger, and right away, we, like had the same sense of humor, but we clashed, you know? Interesting. And yeah. And I didn't really like feel welcome by, by what was eventually going to be like my family, like in, in, in three years of getting to know these people, like the first time, because they all came to this birthday party. They were very tight knit, but like every single person that worked at that bar was there. And we had this like blur of a night where mm-hmm. we, we ended up at another bar and then this other guy named Christian that worked there, this gay dude that looked like like gay George Michael Wolverine, like he looked just he, he was he was always just like fierce. He's the definition of he reminded me of, of my older brother. My older brother's gay, but he's like don't fuck with him. Sure, sure. He's like tough. So right away, I felt some kind of bond with him, and um, Veronica's roommate was this little French girl that was doing Airbnb that had tagged along and we got into this like argument and Christian comes over and tells this little French girl that she smells bad, makes her cry. <laughs> this is all at the birthday party? This is all at the birthday party at like a bar that we went to after the rooftop thing. That's and I, re- I remember um, I went up to Christian and I told him off and I was like, don't, don't like, you know, why are you being so mean? And she, uh, she, she ended up like, so, so Rachel comes over to me and she's just like, I think you should leave. And at that moment I felt, I felt like totally alienated by everybody. And I remember that being like the, the crossroads because I ended up staying and then we all got along. And that was kind of like the, the way it went at fat baby is, um, everybody kind of, grinded each other's gears but we were like this tight little gang you know right but but let me get into some actual fat baby stories all right that's yeah what this let's, podcast let's is actually about right i'm let's talking talk about, about a about fucking it. birthday party all right <laughs> so so i i uh the 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 thing that like really changed for me while i worked at fat baby is i was so soft at the beginning and i got into my very first fight that i had ever gotten into there like fist fight like fist fight. Yeah. Oh, no. It was the very, shit. very, very first time it ever happened in my life. But right. when I, when I was growing up, I did kickboxing and I wrestled. So it was okay. like, it was like Jason Bourne. It was like in me. You know what I mean? But I didn't sure. know. Sure, sure. And, and, uh, this guy, I remember I was like, and dude, we were, we all were abusing cocaine so much at this point. <laughs> like it was like this descent into cocaine land working there. 
And I remember I was just blasted out of my mind one night. It was like two in the morning. I'm sweating. I just want to get through it. I hop over the bar to, to, you know, clear some glasses and I knock over this guy's drink because I, you had to like climb over shit there. So I had to like climb over the bar I knock over his drink. And then he goes, um, he, he just like flipped out and he started cursing me out. And then he said something that just like made me snap. He goes, um, this is why you're working in a bar. Um, because oh, you're a fuck fucking you. loser and you'll, you'll be working in a bar for the rest of your life. Oh, what a so, fucking dick. I know it was, it was like, and I know he was foolish. I, I didn't care that he said that. Like I, I knew it wasn't true, but dude, he caught me at like this, like cocaine fueled rage. Cause I like, <laughs> and I grabbed the dirty rag that was next to me and I just chucked it in his face. Good. And I, it, it felt better than anything I've ever done in my life. It felt like righteous. <laughs> and and dude, then he starts like there were a bunch of like uh, empty glasses in front of in front of him. And as like uh, retaliation, he grabs some empty glasses and begins to like chuck them before what? before he gets to though I like hurl over the bar to right. go get a security guard. And he thinks that I'm I'm going over the bar to like fight him. So he just starts swinging at me. Oh, shit. And my little ass just starts, like, ducking like this. All of a sudden, I snap into, like, kickboxing stance. And then I remember wrestling came over me, and I just charged for his waist, picked him up, and just slammed him on the ground. And then I'll never forget... I'll never forget like two sounds, the sound of the, 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 the wooden floorboard, just like, boom, like the thump, like shook the whole dance room. Right. And then the sound right after that was the, in, like, remember sardines, the sure. entire club goes, oh, shit, <laughs> like, like cheering me on. Uh, and I, perfect. I, I find myself standing there with like my shirts torn off and I'm just like the Hulk, just like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 what what was bad about that is that it just um it, that gave me a little too much confidence because the only reason that I was even like able to be a tough guy around there is because Fat Baby had like ex Navy SEALs as their bouncers. Oh, like no there was shit. yeah, they had like these huge dudes that would just completely fuck you up and I'd always take advantage of that that they were like my my best friends now. So like um I remember I met this. This is another story that happened. So I got questions. Yes. Uh, hang on here. Uh, yeah, I'm, going, so, I'm going a lot. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is important uh, because we got to, we got to, well, we got to come back to uh, Nate <laughs> to uh, drop on the floor of shitty customer. So after you drop him on the floor, what hat like, he gets up and he's like, I, I'll have another okay, day. So, or like, so what? no, what happens is, all right, so I pick him up, I drop him to the ground. Then I kind of still wanted to fuck him up. So right. <laughs> the security at this point saw that and kind of like restrained me right, at, right as I was like mounting him and getting ready to just like put fists in his face. Right, right. I really was about to. Like he said the most nasty, hateful shit. And I was so fucked up, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I had been I, and and like I'm lifting kegs on cocaine all night. You know what I mean? And this guy's wasted. So I, it's not like you know I'm I'm some big. He was bigger than me, but I had a lot going for me. So so these, <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a so, lot going on my corner. <laughs> That's so, funny. So these these uh, the security guys they they pick me up. 
they pull me off of him and then they, they threw him out, man. It was really embarrassing because like afterwards their friends that were like sitting next to them, they saw it all play out. And one of them actually came over to me after the guy gets kicked out and was like, yo, he kind of had that coming. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh shit. Like even his friends were behind me on this, but that's funny. But, but that was definitely my first taste of like, oh, this is the this is the real shit here. <laughs> That's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. And real. And it got very real very quick. Yeah, it did. It did. So so you said you so you had you said you had another story after that. Tell me a little bit more about working fat baby comedy. Like cause that I've been to that show and I remember it was wild. that as fucking nuts as that was but to actually interview someone who was working there is going to be a different experience so talk well, to it, me a little it, bit about it was it. it was interesting because my idea of comedy was only from what i i had seen on tv i had never seen it live and right. i was actually watching it live but this wasn't comedy this was like a circus like people would tr- <laughs> people would try out like crazy shit here and right. it would just get it was very like 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 the wild west and we started using a lot of drugs. We had like our resident drug dealer. Like I, okay. I remember, I remember we would all like, we would all like try and be good and stuff and be like, well, maybe we won't do it tonight. And then everybody would say, let's call the devil. Cause we would call him the devil. <laughs> like, should, should we call the devil tonight guys? So oh we, God. we would call the devil and he would come by at the beginning of the show. And then like halfway through, it would end up just getting sloppier and sloppier and sloppier. Because like at a certain point, like when I was bartending, I just wanted everybody to have a good time and everybody was broke. So I just gave liquor away. Like if, if you, if I knew your face, you drank right. for free all fucking night. And <laughs> I wonder it, why fat baby <laughs> is close right now. <laughs> this guy. I wonder. I, wonder if, I, I honestly, what I, had, I had, I had something to do with it. Although I paid my dues there. I was like their Charlie Day dude. I was like climbing through the vents and shit, killing rats. Like, but, but this fat baby show, um, I remember there was this one night where we all just said the devil comes over with a bunch of ketamine for us. Okay. And, and what, something you should know about that basement is that the walk-in freezer is right next to it. And the walk-in freezer was like my little uh, office. Okay. <laughs> the bosses never went there. Only like the barbacks to get like beer and shit. So I had my own nice little room that I would bring people in. We'd smoke weed in there. We'd drink the beers in there. And um, we were all tripping. We do the ketamine in the freezer. We come out to do the show and we start the show. <laughs> and little by little, I want you to imagine the whole audience is on ketamine. So they're not paying attention. The comic and all the other comics are on ketamine. So they're like slurring their words and like dozing off and like, like just getting distracted. And like all of them are just finishing their sets after like a joke. (laughs) And then you look over to me at the bar and I just remember feeling like a sloth trying to make all these people's drinks. But like, I couldn't connect the dots of any thought. Like, uh, I had a buddy named Sean. We called him, uh, Sean, Sean the walrus. Cause he had this big walrus like dread coming up, but he, he was just, he was just sitting in the corner telling me like, Mikey, you're making a margarita. The lime juice is there. Take your right hand, put it on the lime juice. <laughs> now take your left hand, put it on the glass, put it down. 
And like he was directing me like verbally how to how to bartend. So so, and he was the only one that didn't do ketamine. He's just sitting in the back like cackling, watching everything. <laughs> so and he was, um, and now was so he was working there or was this a regular that was hanging? So out? he was he was um Sean was never an employee at Fat Baby. He was Lyle, the manager's best friend. Got so it. He was like he was like unofficially able to just do everything. You could just sit behind the bar and like sure. I would ask him to like watch the bar for him. Yeah. And you know, cause th- that's how like loose it was there. It really was like a little family. And the dude, you gotta, you gotta remember too, or I, I should tell you that there were like five of us, there were five employees working there like at okay. a time. And so, um, I wanted to tell you about, about the devil. So the, the, sure, the devil yeah. comes, comes to the ketamine. <laughs> He's at the ketamine party and the, the show and the show is progressing. <laughs> I, like I like that you called it the ketamine party. I mean, the yeah. comedy show. I mean the comedy show, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So the, the devil comes over to me as I'm, as I'm like struggling to make drinks and he just starts having like this meltdown and he grabs me like by the shoulders and he just starts shaking me and he's just like, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out right now. I need your help, Mikey. I need your help. Like, like just begging me to help him. Jesus and I'm like, and like, I can't help myself. Like I can't help my fingers, right. my, my muscles. So the only thing I can think of is to grab the devil and just shove him in the freezer and lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I remember I just left the, I just left him in there and an hour, an hour goes by an hour goes by and I finally snap out of it and remember that I locked this kid in the fucking freezer and I, I'm thinking like he's like in there like frozen, like the shining, like jacket. Sure. <laughs> like, and yeah. I, dude, dude, I open the door and he just like lunges and hugs me. And he's just like, <laughs> dude, thank you. That was exactly what I needed. Oh There it was, man. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that Stop. was my first time doing ketamine. <laughs> Some some might say that that was uh, attempted murder, but or it was physical therapy, or it was you know <laughs> what you need some time to center yourself exactly, and you need to bring yourself back out here. You know what? You're actually right, man. That's what he said. He was like, "All I needed was to just to be alone for a little while," and you, you know. <laughs> And you saw. And I that read that. Face. Apparently, I read that, and I was just like, "Go cool down, bitch." <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're in the penalty box for an hour. <laughs> you, high sticking, uh, one hour in the in the ice box. You come back out. You play. You play a little more fair, and then we'll we'll have you. We'll have you. We'll, we'll let you back in there. Yeah, yeah. That's real. That see, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the pepper I want. Right. This is what I'm after. There's the spice. That's the spice. That's the spice that we want at the Open Bar Talk podcast. You're great, Jim. You really are, man. Look, man, this ain't this ain't my first pod, man. It ain't my first fucking pod, I'll tell you that. It is mine. Well, I can't tell. I can't tell that. You're you're nurturing host. (laughs) I mean, look, I, I do what I do here, man. Mikey, I do what I do. So, all right, well look, let's uh let's get into our next segment. Um, okay. I feel like we should uh, we should move into what I call five questions about what it's like to be a bartender. So, all right, Mikey, we'll go question number one. What is the biggest misconception about being a bartender? Probably, first of all, that it's that it's hard because it's not. 
if okay. it, it, you just have to learn a handful of ingredients and be fast and attentive and responsible and trustworthy. And those are all qualities that like can't be taught. You just right. kind of are those things. So in many ways, you just kind of are a bartender. Now, where you want to work as a bartender is a completely different thing because you can be a chef at McDonald's, but you can also be a chef at a five-star restaurant. It, it, you're still a chef, but you know what I mean? So right. I'd say that one of the biggest misconceptions is that it's, it's hard to do and that just because you can do it doesn't mean you can do it anywhere. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Question number two. What is the biggest tip that you've ever received as a bartender in one, one guess? Um, it's probably in the 300 range. God damn. Yeah. It's not that good, man. Cause like the, the, the biggest rewards that I've actually gotten bartending is like, I don't know, getting to shoot the shit with Bill Burr for a couple of minutes. You know what I mean? Like, right, like little, right. little things like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I got to, um, and, and not even like, uh, it's not, e- it's not even like, like the, the, but you asked what, what the biggest tip I got and I guess, yeah. Oh, actually, let me think. Yeah. No, nah, man. It was just 300, 300 bucks. Well, listen, yeah. at this point in my life, I will take that right now. I know, right? (laughs) I'll fucking take that shit. All right. Question number three. What is the biggest pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing you do not want someone to do? When they they came back Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? In the 39 episodes, 38, 39 episodes, it's always been don't tap your credit card on the bar. Don't, uh, you know, don't snap your fingers. No, there's, there's something that a lot of customers do that I have to, I, I've, I've had to teach myself not to get annoyed by it because they don't mean it and they don't know what they're doing. But when they see a short Latino behind a bar, they, and I, and I'm Italian, by the way, like right. I'm more, I'm, I, my, my parents are Brazilian and I have Brazilian ancestry, but, but like I'm Italian by blood. Like I'm a white guy. I don't identify as Hispanic. And it's just, it's not when, when I have a lot of customers that'll come in and they'll say, um, Hey, what's up amigo. Or they'll just, or like, like, like a a young white boy will try to like show off to his girl and just be like, Hey, muchas gracias. Come on. And I'm just, I'm just like, I'm fine. How are you? You know what right. I mean? Like, like I feel like saying, like, I speak better English than you, dude. Like, I, I, I've done Shakespeare. I can read and write an iambic pentameter. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't yeah. don't assume I don't speak English. And it, it's, I guess, it's just the the biggest pet peeve is the assumptions that people make when they they uh, approach a bar and think I'm Mexican. Not that, that there's is. anything wrong with that. I love Mexicans. <laughs> I, I, I even I, that fat baby I worked with a with a buddy Manny. Manny uh, was Mexican, and I remember I'll never forget when he said, "Mike, you're the only guy I've ever met that can out Mexican a Mexican." <laughs> Jesus Christ! So that's how hard I work, Jim. I saw that. I see that. All right. Question number four: If you owned a bar, what would you name it? Fat baby. I'd start it all over again. Started. <laughs> I like- I'd bring it back. <laughs> Fat, you know what? Me and, and Benny. Again, <laughs> 
30, 39 episodes, and I have to say that's up there is a p- fucking classic answer. All right, final question. What is your favorite drink to have? What does Mikey like to drink? More than anything in the world. I don't know why, but pina colada. Pina it's, colada. I love pina coladas, man. And, of course, if you drink more than one of those fucking things, you're going to start throwing up. But yeah, I, I, really, I really just, I just love it. It's, it's my favorite. Yeah. Pina colada. That's, that's the first, I will say. But a good one. <laughs> But a good one. Oh, it's so kidding. good. You can't hand anybody a pina colada and not get them to take a few sips. And, and uh, I mean, I, now you can with COVID, but nobody's right. taking any sips. You should drink your own drink. All right. Now we're into our final segment of the show, which is called What Were You Drinking? Now, I have a very messy Facebook timeline and Twitter line in which there are people who post things that I can only assume that they were drunk when they did it. So now you, Mikey, as a bartender who have seen people drink and do drugs and do all sorts of things over the years, it is up to you to diagnose what do you think this person was drinking when they wrote it. All right. So let me pull up our, uh, our first one. And here we go. <clears throat> they have controlled my life for too long. The only thing left for them to control is my death. That's absinthe, dude. That absinthe. guy's tripping balls. <laughs> He's seeing shit. He's seeing like like little aliens coming to invade. Yeah, you know what? I like, and I what I also like about this response is, is that not an ounce of hesitation. There was oh, contemplation. No. I saw it. You saw exactly where this individual went with. Uh, the statement, they have controlled my life for too long. The only thing left for them to control is my death. Um, absinthe all day long. So well played, Mikey. Well Thank you. Played. So that is, uh, that is going to do it for us here at Open Bar Talk. Uh, Mikey, thank you so much for uh, coming. Thank you, Jim. Hang out, this man. was so cool, man. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed your time here, as we did as well. Uh, is there anything you want to plug where people can find you, any of that stuff? Uh, you can Instagram. You, you can find me in your dreams. All right. When you fall asleep, you will see my. <laughs> now, that said, where you can find the show, let me tell you openbartalk at gmail.com. Open Bar Talk on all social media platforms is a place to find the show. Uh, if you want to rate, review, subscribe, I encourage you to do that because we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the whole nine. Uh, hit us up there, uh, DM, do all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to find me, I am at Jim Search, jimsearchcomedy.com. Uh, super easy to find it. All social media, I'm at Jim Search. You know, just follow me. It's, uh, it's a fun ride. Uh, you'll, you'll love it. So that being said, Mikey, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Appreciate you for uh, stopping by for the ride. Uh, for all of you. Appreciate you, man. Ah, get out of here. All right. Listen, uh, for y'all that are listening, make sure you put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>